Hello, my beautiful friends. I am Laurel Bleeden Maffei with Illuminating Souls, welcoming you to this episode of Sleepy Bedtime Blessings, a podcast designed to help you rest, relax, and fall asleep, all while deepening in your connection with your beautiful team of angels who love you so. If we're meeting for the first time, I am an angelic practitioner, a spiritual teacher, and an encourager of souls. I love that I'm in a line of work where I get to make up my own job title. If you got to make up your own job title, what would it be? (laughs) You know, you can go and get your own business cards printed with any job title you want. I mean, you can't say President of the United States, but if you wanted to be a steward of magic, a manager of delight, you could get a business card printed up with your own beautiful, vibrant job title that describes your authentic essence. So I get to be an angelic practitioner and a spiritual teacher And because that just didn't feel like that conveyed the true magic of what I do, I added an encourager of souls. Because truly, that is what I do. I encourage you. I help you remember who you are as a divine being in human form. It is so easy in this realm to forget who we are and to believe the broken mirrors and the not enoughness and our to-do lists. But the truth is you, you are magical and you are wonderful and the angels and I are here to encourage you. I also should put in here somewhere that you can visit me at my website, illuminatingsouls.com. And you can sign up for my mailing list and you will always be in the know about my upcoming classes, my offerings, how to schedule angel readings. And so illuminatingsouls.com, that's all you need to know. And I will keep you posted on all the fun stuff I've got going on. I'm just getting ready to announce a class for October and it's going to be a lovely one. And if you want to know what it is, make sure you're on my mailing list. I'm not being cagey here, just so you know. It's a sleep podcast, and I don't necessarily like to use this space to do any sort of deep marketing. I I feel like that's at cross purposes. But I do feel comfortable saying, visit my website when you're in the headspace to do it. (laughs) When you're ready, I'm here. But for now... The angels and I are here to co-create a space of sanctuary where you can rest and receive the love of the angels. Those of you who are regular listeners know that I typically record these episodes in the early morning, and it is early morning. The sun has yet to come up because the days are getting shorter or entering fall. And I love that it's dark out. By the time I finish this episode, the sun will be up in its full glory, but for now it's still dark. And so I send you the quiet and the stillness of this moment. I send you that sweet, beautiful invitation to allow your body to relax as best it can and to receive that in this moment, you need not figure anything out. You don't need to have your answers. It's enough that you put it into the light. Just put it into the light. There's this beautiful David Wilcox song. He's a singer-songwriter that I love. And the song is Hold It Up to the Light. And it speaks about when we're in that place of uncertainty when it feels like our life is at stake and we don't know what to do or where to go. 
and he sings just hold it up to the light. When I was still in my muggle job, my corporate job, and I was so unhappy and I didn't know what to do to heal my life or to heal myself. I remember I would drive to and from the office and when that song would play, I would just cry. I'm like, God, I'm holding it all up to the light, my whole life, everything, because I don't know what to do. I don't know my answers. I don't know my solutions. But I can't do this life this way anymore. And and listen, if this were a fictional story, I would say, and then the angels came to me and gave me my solution and everything was better. But that, of course, isn't how life works. That's not what happened. But I will say over the course of the next few years, I would live my way into my answers. And that is a theme of one of my favorite Rilke quotes about living the question. And if we will live the question, we will find at some point God willing, we have lived our way into our answers. I'm having an experience like that right now that I'm going to save for story time. So if you want to get to that part, (laughs) you can fast forward. I'll have the time for story time in the show notes. But for now, let's spend a little bit more time with the angels. Because I don't know about you, but I always appreciate the opportunity to shed the layers that have somehow accumulated during the day. I actually listened to one of my own episodes last night to help me go to sleep. And I needed the time with the angels. I'm with them all the time, but as Earth Girl Laurel, I need time with them too. So I invite you to take a nice deep breath in and let it out. And One of the idiosyncrasies of the rhythm of how I do this work, you will often notice that I'll say, take a nice deep breath in. And I do not always invite you to release your breath, but I hope you know that that's inferred, (laughs) that if I invite you to breathe in, that you can use your own intuitive judgment about when to exhale, or just let your autonomous nervous system take care of the out breath. But the in-breath, that breath in, is the real invitation. Because if you focus on your in-breath for that moment, for that moment, the mind can still and become present. Even if you're unaware of it, it happens. And it allows your angels to come more closely to you and infuse you with love. So let's go ahead and take that nice deep breath in and you just release the breath whenever you are guided to do so, but don't try holding it for five minutes or anything like that. We're not that kind of podcast. Just let it go. (laughs) Just allow the breath to leave your body as well and just trust and notice how the next breath comes in. You don't even have to think about it. Life is here for you. God is here for you. Love, say it with me, is here for you. So I'm going to call the angels in. They're already here, but I love the ritual of sharing them with you. So beautiful angels on high, I am so profoundly grateful for this opportunity to come together with you in this moment to shine love upon our beloveds listening to this message. And angels, I ask that you infuse this broadcast with waves of love, gentleness, compassion, and understanding. And I ask for your assistance for each one of us in living our questions, finding our way into our divine guidance deeper grace, healing, and light. And angels, I ask that you clear away anything that is not ours 
and help us renegotiate our limiting beliefs, the ones that might keep us stuck in places that are too small for us, that no longer serve our highest and best good. Help us come into places that are expansive and filled with joy and light and goodness. And dear ones, just take a few nice deep breaths in and out as your angels bring more love to you. And just imagine, allow it to be so that they're filling the space you are in with a beautiful soft pink light that is filled with love for you. The angels are also rippling this light to all that you love. You don't have to send this light. The angels are sending it for you. And just allow yourself to soak in this light. One of the things I love so much about this divine love, it is not based on worthiness. We don't have to earn it. So allow this love to soak into all of those places within you, the nooks and the crannies and the places maybe that you don't allow anybody else to see. Let the love, the divine love, meet you there. There is nothing you need to hide away from the angels. They know all that you are. We all have a secret garden within us. We all have places within us that we don't share with others. Maybe we're not even aware of ourselves. And this divine love can flow there. So allow this love to flow to every molecule of your beingness, every expression of your consciousness, known and unknown. Allow the healing light to flow to you and help you remember how precious you are. You are a beloved divine being having a human experience. Sometimes we're having a very, very, very human experience. I'm not sure what is going on with the planets right now, but what I can share with you is many people I know are in the thick of things. Make of that what you will. It's not an easy time right now. And it seems as if we are being asked to navigate through some choppy waters. It doesn't mean it's all bad. I'm actually navigating some lovely choppy waters, if that could be a metaphor that works. There's a lot of movement happening right now. I was just contemplating of the lovely movement I am experiencing. And I feel like I have been still for so long. It is so interesting to me that this movement is taking place. But I'll share with you more about that in story time. It's nothing major or big, just different. So just breathe and allow your angels to be with you. And if you have prayers or intentions that you wish to place into the light, that you want to hold up to the light, you can do so in your heart and your angels and God will receive your prayers and amplify them. Our prayers are powerful because it opens a portal for love to flow in and for shifts and healing to come. And healing does not always mean the resolution of our situation. It's not like three wishes from a genie. Healing sometimes means experiencing a little bit more spaciousness or grace, shifting how you hold something in consciousness. 
That has certainly been my experience. There are certain situations that I have prayed for to change. And you know what? They haven't changed. But what has changed is how I hold them in consciousness. I am no longer tied up in knots the way I used to about them. I have found my way into deeper surrender, understanding, compassion, spaciousness. These are still tender places in my heart. But I feel like I can meet the tenderness and light and deep compassion. You know, something we don't talk enough about is self-compassion. I think for many of us it is easier to have compassion for others than it is for ourselves. And I think I've learned to have much more compassion for those places inside, for those aspects of life over which I have seeming little influence, and how challenging that can be to do my best to seemingly use all my resources to bring about my definition of healing or resolution and to have that be elusive. So sometimes it just is. You can't pray away the rain. You can't pray away a drought. Storms happen in life, situations exist. And to me, this is where this work is so profoundly valuable. Yes, it's valuable when it comes to the things over which we have influence and dominion. Hopefully we get to get a pep talk from the angels and find our way into our brighter tomorrows. But I find that this work also helps come into a place of compassion and light on the things we cannot change, as the serenity prayer says. So wherever you are on that continuum, whether you are navigating the things that you have dominion over or you perceive you have dominion over, or whether there are things transpiring over which you have little influence except for how you are holding for your experience. The angels are with you and they love you and they are helping to hold you aloft. So take a deep breath in with me, allowing the love and the goodness and the light of this moment to be present with you. And just exhale all of it, whatever your it is, let it out. Groan it out if you need to. Let it all go and give it all over to the divine. And breathe. We forget to breathe. I don't mean our autonomous nervous system. We're breathing all the time. But you know that one moment of stillness and we take that breath in on purpose and with purpose. And we fill our lungs and we hold the breath for just a second and then we exhale. That is a really good breath. So make sure you take a few good breaths in the next few minutes. And get ready for rest. If you are preparing for sleep, I invite you to cozy on up and snuggle on in. That's my favorite thing to do as I get ready for bed. And while you rest, the angels will be with you. And I'm going to share some stories with you. I'm going to ramble a bit share with you about some of my adventures and most importantly keep you company while you rest all right so here we go 
In some ways, this might be a part two to the last episode where I shared with you randoms about crystals and coins, estate sales, and Costco's cinnamon raisin bread, because I have some updates for you. And I also want to share with you an update about my Oracle cards. And this is not my marketing pitch for it. I wouldn't do that this, this far into the episode. But let me start with that. So I'm using a print-on-demand publisher. And so it's a different kind of customer experience than what we've been used to. In order for those of us who order from Amazon, you get whatever you want, typically in two days. So we're sort of in almost instant gratification mode when it comes to receiving things. But with this print-on-demand publisher, there's about a three-week turnaround from the time the order is placed to when it arrives at your doorstep. And so I've been sharing that with people as part of the ordering process so people aren't disappointed. So I announced my deck to my list at the beginning of September. And this past week, people have started receiving the cards. And so I've been receiving such lovely messages by email and to text on social media. And it's wonderful. And the part that I want to reflect to you, I share with you not from a place of false humility, but because I think it's something that many of us experience. It has felt, I I need to find the right adjective for this. I want to say uncomfortable, but that sounds shadow based and I don't mean it to be. But I am one of those people that it is so much easier for me to celebrate others and encourage others than it is for me to receive the love and the support from people. Now, that sounds so weird. I don't mean to make it sound like I can't do that at all. But just in the context of these cards... This is a new offering for me. You know, if people are enjoying my classes, I have been teaching for 18 years, and I don't want to say I'm used to that, but that part of me can receive. I enjoy that. I I love it when someone tells me how much they've enjoyed my class. There's no part of me that is uncomfortable with that exchange. With the cards, it's so interesting. It's almost like it resides in a different part of my consciousness that hasn't yet been touched by this. Because as I'm receiving these messages, it almost feels like the molecules are too big, like I need to take an extra breath to receive the love, the enthusiasm I'm receiving from people. And I'm fascinated in observing my own process. Like there's this part of me that just wants to give the requisite, oh, thank you. Like, thanks. But that's, that's not how I want to show up. I want to really receive because I have created this oracle deck that is filled with the angel's energy, with, 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 you know, my 18 years of this work of love, of wisdom, and my intention is that it's something that will touch the hearts of others. So when it touches someone else's heart, I want to be present in that experience. I don't want to just give the requisite, thanks so much. I, I want to be present, so it's interesting because if someone takes one of my classes and they give me wonderful feedback that they have loved the class and it has made a difference for them, I am able to be fully present in that exchange of energy because 
their experience of the class has much more to do with them than it does with me. It doesn't mean I'm not a good teacher. I know that I'm a good teacher. I don't mean that to sound egoic. I just know that that's in my wheelhouse. I'm a good facilitator. I have that gift. But when someone has had a really amazing experience in a class or with soul mentoring, I'm able to be fully present to that because it's not about how wonderful I am. It really has to do with their own expansion and their healing and that I get to be in the room and I get to help facilitate that space for them to have that experience. And that is pure joy for me. It feels so good. And I am able to fully receive and participate in those exchanges. The Oracle cards are in like almost a different part of my spectrum of consciousness. That if someone is loving the cards and loving the readings, it's harder for me to take that in. It's not that I don't think the cards are magical. I love using my own cards. I'm using them for all my readings now. And I'm delighted. And I can't believe that something like that came out of me. I mean, I can, but it's like, wow. It is the ultimate refrigerator art, as I've shared with you before. You know, the inner child, the inner muse, the creator that creates something that feels so magical and wonderful and you want to tell everybody about it and put it up on the refrigerator so everybody sees it. That is how I feel about the cards. So it's almost as if when I receive the positive feedback, it's speaking to that part of me. Yes? That wants everybody to come and look at my artwork on my refrigerator and tell me how beautiful it is. And for some reason, that feels more vulnerable. It dwells in a different part of my heart than if someone says, this angel session was really meaningful for me. Because I think that's awesome. That's God. That's the angels. That's you. And somehow the angel deck, it feels like it's more me. Not in an egoic way. It just... It sits a little different. (laughs) So thank you for the beautiful feedback. And thank you to those of you who've ordered the deck. And my hope is that this deck will support you on your journey because it is exquisite and the messages are beautiful. And I'm so glad to share it with you. And I appreciate that it is inviting me into an expansion of my comfort zone. So I'm going to take a deep breath in on that one and release, which brings me to this energy I'm talking about that I was talking about in the the first segment, that it's bringing a lot of change. There's a lot of movement in this energy. And I'm a big one for prayer. And oftentimes when I am saying a prayer during one of my classes, I always open a class with a prayer. I invite my participants to take a moment to put their prayers and intentions into the light. Because I believe wherever two or more are gathered in the name of the divine, magic happens. Love happens. God happens. So... Earlier this year, my husband Wes and I, I I just felt like we were just a little stuck, maybe is the wrong word, but maybe still quiet. We both were working hard and we were tired and Wes has a, a traditional job and He would come home at the end of the day and just feel kind of wrung out and I saw it in him and we just didn't have energy for much of anything and didn't want to do much. We've been sort of very sedentary in life for several years now. And I remember as I would invite my 
students, my circles, to put their prayers into the light, I would put mine, which is help me bring more joy and lightness of spirit for Wes. Bring him love, bring him healing, because we can pray for other people, right? And also bring that for me too. It's not that anything was broken in our lives or that we were sad or depressed. I just was craving some enthusiasm, right? That delight that happens. So what's so interesting is it's not as if something happened the next day because that's not how this works. It's a progression. What I see in my mind's eye is when we say those kinds of prayers, there's a part of us, God willing, that starts moving in cooperation with those lines of energy, even if we're not conscious of how they work or what's going to happen. But I remember earlier this year that sort of being the prayer. I love it when I'm inspired by something. I love my enthusiasm. When I'm enthusiastic about something, I am all in and I'm having a really good time. And I hadn't been feeling a lot of enthusiasm. I mean, I love my work, so I don't want to make it sound like I was phoning it in. I was all in. But I often talk in this work about the duality I experience of the practitioner self, and that's the part of me that does the sessions and the mentoring and the teaching and this podcast. And that part of me has felt deeply fulfilled for a long time in the best sense of the word. Like, I've got it going on with this part. And my earth girl was very contented from all of my endeavors as the practitioner. But the earth girl stuff, the earth girl in me, wasn't necessarily feeling profoundly engaged and inspired in life, right? I think many of us have been feeling that way. We just have come off the weirdest seven years, right? And for sure the weirdest four years. And I have been very contented to be home. I do my work, I work from home and I hang out and I go grocery shopping and I crochet some blankets and life is good. And then this prayer started bubbling up and, and the impetus for it for me really was I was seeing how tired Wes was. Like Wes was, I don't want to talk too much about what he's going through, but you know, you know that when you see it in your partner, right? Life just gets a little more challenging and I had my work as my joy and I wanted him to have some joy. But it wasn't like I could make a list of joy things for Wes. <laughs> I mean, I could, but that's not really what I was asking for. So in that prayer, I was also asking for that joy energy for me too, right? And in a marriage and as couples, there's that Venn diagram, yes, of the overlap between us. And when the overlap is bright and shiny, it helps both of us, right? And, and it's not that we were not happy or contented in the earlier part of this year, but I wouldn't say that we had that fire in the belly. We weren't like, woohoo, life's awesome. <laughs> Let's keep going, right? We, there wasn't that, you know, that joyful engagement with a lot of things. There wasn't necessarily that bright, shiny joy energy of things are amazing and awesome and we're super happy. We were profoundly contented and grateful and I think we were both mostly tired. <laughs> we rested a lot and I think we needed that. Okay, so where am I going with this in terms of rambles? Well, it's been fascinating because in the last few months, things have really picked up in the best way possible. So for me, starting in February, I found my way to Midjourney and started creating my Oracle deck and that had me going. 
that was an infusion of joy, energy, and wonder, and fulfillment, and excitement. So, so I felt like I got plugged in in February as I was discovering mid-journey and the cards. So that started changing my part of the Venn diagram, right? So that enthusiasm, that joy really started to flow through me starting in February. And Wes was really happy for me. Like he was part of my creative process. He would make suggestions. We might create some images together. So again, sometimes in relationship, the waves might come through one or the other, but it supports both of us. So as I shared with you in the last episode, Wes loves coins. He loves many things. He really could have been a museum curator. When he loves something, he wants to learn everything about it to the, to the minute details. And so coins are one of those things for him. He's fascinated by them and he has been since he was a boy. And so we went to a coin show. I think it was in July. I'm losing track of time. And I really went for him. I had no interest in coins. It was not on my bingo card at all that I would ever be interested in coins. But I went for him. It would be like if I went to a golf tournament for him. I don't care about golf. I get sunburned. I would need a big hat. But I would go because it brings him pleasure, right? It's, it's how we support our partners. And it was interesting because while I wasn't interested in the coins, there were opportunities to sit with other people at the convention. They might have a luncheon or a dinner. And I met the loveliest people. And it occurred to me how long it has been since I have met in person lovely people and had a meal with them like that. And... I enjoyed talking to people at a conference like a coin show. There's easy conversation. What kind of coins do you collect? What got you started? So it's an easy way to invite people to share their stories. And what I found is typically the stories they shared with me were not all about coins, but they were about many aspects of life. And so I felt really fulfilled. First off, Wes had an amazing time and we met lovely people. So, so that started building something for me. And then as Wes and I were driving home from that show, he was saying, you know, one of the things you can do is start going to pawn shops and antique stores to see if there's any coins and that's sometimes how you find treasures. And I thought, well, we should do that. That's easy enough. I'm always up for a good treasure hunt. Like, I love treasure hunting. That's so fun. And so maybe about a week or two later, I don't remember exactly when, I told, I said to Wes, why don't you just take the afternoon off and we'll go to some of the places around here. I said, you know, we're, we're not really taking big vacations. We're not big vacation people. And, and he doesn't take much time off of work. I said, so just take an afternoon and we'll go. And so... We did, and I shared this in the last episode. We went to a local pawn shop and said, do you have any coins? And they brought out these three silver peace dollars that were beautiful. They're very common, but a part of me sparked in that moment because I thought these coins were beautiful and they were substantial. You know, to me, coin collecting was always about people valuing like these little pieces of copper or something that I cannot connect with as having value. But if you put a silver dollar in my hand, I'm like, whoa, that's heavy. That's beautiful. That's shiny. (laughs) Oh, and that's only $30? To me, $30 is a reasonable amount for this beautiful coin. 
like that part of me that understands the value of the exchange could buy into that. And Wes was explaining to me about the peace dollar and, and I was intrigued. And, and what has developed since then has been this complete surprise to me and is bringing Wes and I so much shared joy that we're giddy. So in the last episode, I shared with you about the estate sales I've been going to. And since recording that episode, I did go to another estate sale. This one was in Arinda, which is a gorgeous part of the Bay Area. It is up in the hills, just past Walnut Creek. The homes are glorious. They're so beautiful and they're landscaped gorgeously and the homes start at $2 million. And it's not that they're mansions. I know perhaps in other parts of the country or the world, you might think a $2 million house is extravagant. These at some point were just upper middle class houses, but the real estate has grown in value substantially. This is definitely a neighborhood I would want to live in if we win the lottery. I said to Wes, we need to go buy some tickets because I would love to live in Orinda. So this house, it was an ordinary house. Again, these aren't McMansions. These are ordinary houses in a gorgeous neighborhood. And I went because they were going to have some coins. And so I kind of get all zhuzhed up. I get excited. I'm like, oh my God, there's treasure. <laughs> I'm going to go find treasure. And often because these estate sales are during the day, I go on my own because Wes is working and I have my phone. And so I went to this one and there were so many coins and I was trying to talk to Wes and trying to figure out what to do. And as I shared with you before, what happens to me in these situations is I'm really good at the big picture but I get overwhelmed by the details. So I was having trouble discerning the details. I don't mean that the trouble sounds like really heavy, but I guess I would just say discerning the details isn't my gift. Whereas for Wes, that is his gift. And so I did find a few treasures there that I was delighted by as was Wes. And then I left, you know, it's like I took in everything I could. I found a few nice treasures and then came home. But what happens is I then stew on it. Like, oh my God, did I really find all the treasures? Did I leave any treasures behind? What if I didn't see everything? And this curiosity in me begins working me <laughs> and I said to Wes, I said, should I go back the next day? He didn't really think I needed to, and he's always right. But I was now in this heightened state of curiosity. Like, what did I miss? So I wound up going back the next day. And I did not find the kind of treasures I found in day one, because day one, I was really in my heightened state of treasure seeking. Day two, I just wanted to make sure I didn't leave anything behind, but I still got some stuff, which was not, it was not the A-team treasures. This was maybe the B-team, C-team. So I probably could have stayed home that day, but I had to go back and double check. But I did get a very cute hat, so, which was not on the shopping list, but estate sales have cute hats. And so I got a cute hat and a book and an old piece of Tupperware for $7. See, I go, I really go all in at these estate sales. I don't want you to think that, you know, I'm buying gold. I'm buying like, you know, $7 packages of hats and Tupperware and books and a few coins here and there. But I did go back the second day. And, and here's why I'm telling you this story because there was a, a coin show this weekend, not a big coin show, a local coin show, but a big enough coin show. 
and Wes and I knew we were going, and we were so excited about it. And so we went on Saturday, and it was just kind of a, a one of those sort of big ballrooms that we'd have at a, at a mid-sized hotel, so it wasn't enormous. But we surveyed all the tables, and perhaps I can describe to you what a coin show is like, because maybe you've never been to one, because I hadn't been to one before a few months ago. So there's tables, and there are coins, of course. So some of the less valuable coins are placed in notebooks. So you could sit down and maybe flip through old foreign coins or old Morgan dollars and pick out the ones that you think are interesting or beautiful. And then the more valuable coins are typically in cases. And so you go and you talk to the coin dealers and you can see what they have and you pick out the things you're interested in. And it's a lot to take in. So again, coming back to where I get overwhelmed because I'm seeing the big picture and Wes sees all the details. So we went through all the different vendors. We were having the best time. I want to share with you. Well, okay. I'll share with you some of the treasures I got. So at one of the vendors, he had a basket with modern dollar coins in them. So not the Morgans and the Peace dollars, the Eisenhower dollars, Susan B. Anthony, Sacagawea. And you could get five for $8. This is right in my budget. Like this is great. $8. Awesome. And so I picked up, I think it was three Eisenhower dollars and two Sacagaweas. I love the Sacagawea dollars. And the Sacagawea dollars, I think were uncirculated. So that meant they were really bright and beautiful. And I handed over my $8. I'm very excited about my purchase. Wes has more expensive taste than I do. So we also got some other things. But that was the part that I was super excited about, as well as some of the other stuff we got. And, and we spent really as much time as we could there, it, as much as we could take in. And then we left and we felt like this had been a good day. And we had wristbands on. They give you wristbands, like if you're going to a rave or something. These were coin show wristbands. And so I go to snip that off and Wes says, don't throw it out because maybe we'll go back tomorrow, which had not even been on my radar. It was an hour and a half drive there and then back again in heavy traffic. And I was like, why would we go back? He says, let's just see. And he's right about everything. I've shared that with you before. And I was like, okay, but we have plans tomorrow. We have to be home by noon. And, and so we got up early in the morning. We started talking about the things we wanted to go back and look at again. And I was like, well, then I guess we should go. And then he's like, well, I don't know, but I need to share with you one of my favorite Oracle techniques for the moments of indecision. I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to flip a coin, the angelic coin toss. And heads we go, tails we stay. We don't go. I said, so flip a coin. We'll ask the angels to bless it. So he flips the coin, it's heads. You knew that already, right? Because otherwise I wouldn't be telling you this story. So Wes and I get up at ungodly early o'clock to drive back an hour and a half to this show. And already I'm thinking of the things that I wanted. I was like, I want more Eisenhower dollars. And just so you know, they're only like $1.50 a piece. And I can also buy them at my local coin shop. But the treasure hunter in me, that's what I was going to look for. And then there were these really cool, like die cut Christmas cards and birthday cards. There were only three or four of them. 
and it had an Eisenhower dollar and a penny in it. These were from 1972, so these were old. And they were asking three bucks for them, and I thought they were cool. And Wes and I had both looked at them, but we moved on to something else. And then Wes was really happy with the quality of the Sacagawea dollars I had gotten. So I was like, let's get more Sacagawea dollars. <laughs> so, so we go back a second time. It's like Black Friday to me. I'm like, open, open, open. I need to shop. And sure enough, I made a really good deal. I got, I got 16 Eisenhower dollars and a really beautiful uncirculated Kennedy half dollar for 30 bucks. Woo. Awesome deal. And then I got, I purchased, I have to start saying different language because I'm like, I'm going to take it. I'm going to get it, uh, you know, and I, I know I need to pay for these things, of course, which I do. And then the place where I got the Sacagawea dollars, I got, um, I purchased, I don't know how many, but more of the Sacagawea dollars. And I found a few more of the Eisenhowers and the lovely man sold that all to me for $10. So I was happy. And then back over where those cool Christmas birthday cards were, he had sold the other Christmas cards, but there was one left and three of the birthday card ones. So he sold me four of those for $10. I don't know why my inner child is so happy with these exchanges. I just feel like I'm rich. You know, I guess it's the part of me that used to go to Home Goods and get a cool coffee mug for $10 and be super excited by it. But now I have actual money and maybe I pay a little more for the money, but I'm so happy. And Wes and I were just the whole ride home, both days. We're talking about how happy we were and how much fun we were having. And, you know, that we're doing something together that we're excited about, that we're happy that's available to us. You know, we're not going vacation kind of people. So this is kind of our mini vacation. And I, I, I'm bringing this back around to that prayer that I was saying earlier this year. Like, help us come into greater joy and happiness. And never in a million years did I think it would be about coins. I have never cared about coins before at all. And, um, I, honestly, it, it's delighting me that I'm delighted by it. It just feels like treasure. It's like I'm treasure hunting. And... I like to have a lot of something. I'm a binger. I binge food. I binge television. I binge yarn. So I got 16 Eisenhower dollars. And that's, that weighs a lot. They're heavy. And I get that it's only worth $16. Like it's not worth $100,000. It's worth $16. But the heft of those coins... I feel wealthy. I'm so happy. So that's a follow-up from last episode's ramble. And I still have one more that I'm sure I'm going to have a whole episode about. But if you listened to the last episode, I was sharing with you about my obsession with the live crystal shows on TikTok. At the time, I had not yet made a purchase. Notice how that's in past tense. Because, my friends, I have now made two purchases <laughs> off of Crystal Talk. So the first one I made, I had a 50% off coupon up to $20. And there's the woman who has this enormous bin of different tumbles and hearts and crystal chips and things like that. And you pay by the scoop. And so I purchased eight scoops and it came to $23 because I had the coupon. And I had said to her in the comments how much I loved rose quartz hearts 
So could she try and get me a lot of hearts in my scoops? Which she did. So that should be arriving the first week in October, the first or second week in October. So I will do probably a whole episode around my crystal treasure <laughs> that I bought off of TikTok. And, and I was able to buy from her some more rose quartz hearts. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but again, I'm so excited. So I know this sounds a lot like consumerism, that I'm happy because I'm buying things, but it's not just sort of buying for the sake of buying. I feel like there's treasures, right? Certainly the crystals are part of my work, what I do, they're awesome. What the, the coin shows, we're meeting such lovely people, really lovely people that I would never otherwise have met. Everybody's story is fascinating to me. And then we talk about the history of a coin and, oh, some of the coins have such amazing stories to them. And I love that it's the shared experience with Wes and I. We're just like two little kids. I can't even believe we went two days in a row. We've just been sitting on our couch for years, like not having any energy to do anything. And I said to Wes, I was like, who are we? Who are we that we're doing this? <laughs> like that we are going out and we're peopling, we're out with people. And, um, and I don't know why, I just think this is so cute. I think we're very cute because it was a long car ride and it was going to be a long day. As I've shared with you, I've had bariatric surgery, so I'm kind of mindful about the food that I have access to. And I don't like to do fast food. So I packed my little cooler on both days and my go-to road trip food, which is not a bariatric food, but peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. First off, I love a good PB&J. Second off, it's easy on my stomach and it's not going to go bad in the car, right? If it's there for a couple hours, we're all going to live through that experience and so on the way back on both days, we each had half a PB&J sandwich and I had some snacks for us. <laughs> I'm like, who are we? We are the couple that are going to coin shows and eating PB&J sandwiches in the car. We have become those people. I don't know who they are, but I love this. We are having so much fun and I cannot wait to share with you more about my experiences with Crystal Talk which is not a person, just so we're clear. Crystal talk is the phrase those in the know use for all the different crystal stores that are on TikTok. So I have my purchases coming to me from overseas and I will share with you all about them. Maybe we'll do an, a quiet unboxing in one of the episodes and we can share in the joy together of what it is that I have secured for, for the greater good of this podcast. So I just, I'm so grateful that joy has shown up for not only for me, but for Wes too, in this way. And I feel like this is part of the prayer being answered. When I said the prayer, when I gave the prayer up, when I held it up to the light, I had no idea what I was going to be asking for. I didn't know a solution. I just knew we were both exhausted and kind of not feeling all lit up about life. And since then, the Oracle cards happened, Midjourney happened, coin shows, estate sales, crystal talk the invitation to engage, to feel inspired and enthusiastic about something in life has shown up. And I'm so deeply grateful. We're just having a lot of fun. Oh, and the tomatoes, like that's, that's another example. We are so happy with our tomato harvests and giving them to people. So my hope for you is joy will find you too. Let's put that prayer out into the world forever. Everybody who's hearing this message, 
the joy and enthusiasm and fun will find you in the most wonderful and unexpected of ways. You don't have to know what that is right now, because God and the angels know. So thank you for letting me share more of my rambles with you. I do promise you an upcoming episode when the crystals arrive. I will share with you what I received. And um, in the meanwhile, I wish you the sweetest of dreams. I am deeply grateful for you, and I look forward to connecting again soon. I love you, and thank you for being you. You're awesome.